Hello, everyone. I'm Paul Menzel. And I'm Jim Conlon. And this is New Tricks for Old Dogs. Our podcast features the many ways us older men and women howl at the moon, odd news items you don't normally hear about, and conversations with other old dogs who are growing bolder, not older. So if you've got 25 minutes or so, grab a cup of coffee, pull up a chair, and join us. In this episode, the old dogs ramble about all the benefits of the COVID pandemic. Bet you didn't expect that. We bring you another ads and fads. We wonder why somebody would steal a non-fungible token. We present our second installment of Old Doggerel. We experience getting drunk with a hamster. And we give you 99 reasons why Betty White was special. The Old Dog's conversation continues the dialogue we started last time with Kathleen O'Brien, Suzanne Savoy, and Kathy Beale on women's issues over aging. Stay with us. Paul? What? Hey, Paul? Yeah. So you woke me up, Jim. <laughs> I have a question I'm dying to ask you. Oh, okay. Well, we don't have to go to that extreme, but go ahead. What's on your mind? Oh, that's simple. Okay. Um, well, you know what I was thinking about, Jim? We've been experiencing COVID for so long that maybe a productive thing would be talking about what are the positive parts about COVID? The positive parts. The positive things we are getting from experiencing COVID. Hmm. I'll give you an example. All right. Um, it has taught me how to be more patient waiting in line. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Um, first of all, when we got our inoculations, you know. Mm. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. And and so uh, I think I will be a good waiter in liner in the future. Okay. Yeah. How about distancing? I, I've become good at distancing. Ah. You know, I mean, two arms length is not easy to do when you have only one arm on one side of your body, but I'm getting used to it. I, I would say I've also become very good at identifying people by their eyes. Their eyebrows and eyes and eyelids. Exactly. And I know. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's a skill I'm not sure I'll be able to use again. But I may have to say, excuse me, could you cover up your mouth so I can remember you? <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> okay. What else? What else? Oh, um, you certainly are getting more used to being very choosy about what you do outside the house. In other words, that maybe there were lots of things we don't need to do that we just did because. Yeah. All right. So the heck with that shopping trip. Well, and here's here's another thing. Uh, you um, and I have learned to get along with our wives better because we are in an enclosed space. So we are uh, maybe more gentlemanly. Now that's a skill that'll come in handy. Uh. Oh, you're pausing it that way. Okay, so you you and your wife just live in different rooms. Is that what I'm hearing? Hey, we say hello. Oh, okay. Well, let's start. Yeah, yeah. And then, where's your mask? That's your next question, right? <laughs> it's time for ads and fads. The old dog feature that tortures you with trying to recall memories of ads and fads from your youth. The subject for today is a brand that was the top seller in its brand category in the 30s and 40s. In 1944, the acronym LSMFT was introduced on its packaging and became a tagline on their radio and TV advertising. 
So what did those letters stand for? We'll be back later with the answer. Why are we doing another piece on non-fungible tokens, Paul? No reason. Ah, right. It's just fun to say non-fungible token. Non-fungible token. Very good. This pod nugget is from artnews.com for January 4th, 2022. Non-fungible tokens, or NFTs, are creating a gold rush in the art world. These digital assets are going for insane prices. Prices are being driven up by people hoping to get in on the gold rush by finding at least <laughs> one other person to buy the NFT from them at a profit. These NFTs are generally stored in a digital wallet, which has software that allows for the buying and selling of the contents of your wallet. You following this? Yeah, uh, sort of. If at this point you're lost or bored, you can move on to the next pod nugget. Uh, no hard feelings. Since these are digital assets, they exist virtually and they can be hacked. A gallery owner named Todd Kramer fell victim to a phishing scheme and lost 15 of these NFTs valued at $2.2 million. The problem was that Kramer was using a so-called hot wallet, which is continuously connected to the Internet and thus was vulnerable to virtual passers-by. He should have used a hard wallet, which only connects to the Internet when plugged in and engaged and therefore discourages virtual shoplifting. If you are investing in NFTs, you know a lot more about the subject than we do. If you could care less about digital art, we apologize for this irrelevant piece of news. Let us now rejoin most of our listeners who have wisely moved on a few paragraphs ago. We are continuing our quest for a uniquely senior language, which we are calling Old Doggerel. In our last episode, we added Barkin' at the Mailman, which we defined as pointless complaining. For our next addition to Old Doggerel, we look to the ever-changing and challenging world of technology. Just when we have mastered an app or a new tech toy, they come out with another version that requires additional hours of study and frustration. Many of these so-called improvements seem pointless or defy our attempts at comprehension. The old doggerel phrase, it's all geek to me, sums up being overwhelmed by technology. The result could be taking a geek vacation, a deliberate avoidance of any technological innovation that has an instruction manual. We hope you will join us in the fun by sending us your suggestions for words or phrases that should be included in Old Doggerel. Go to our website at www.olddogspodcast.com and click on the comments tab. Scroll to the bottom and give us a piece of your mind. Why would you want to study the alcoholic tolerance of a hamster? I guess in order to find out is a sufficient answer for a scientist. This pod nugget is from The Atlantic for December 26, 2021. Hamsters in the wild hoard ryegrass seeds and fruit in their burrows. Over the winter, this food store starts to ferment and turns to alcohol. So they have developed a tolerance for booze that would turn heads in an Irish pub. Research has shown that hamsters consume the alcoholic equivalent of a human drinking a liter and a half 
of 180-proof Everclear. You heard me correctly. That's enough hooch to spike the punch at a large frat party. But after consuming that much booze, a hamster is still sober enough to drive. Well, if they had a car and could reach the pedals. Apparently, hamsters' livers are extremely efficient at processing alcohol. Very little makes it into their bloodstream, which I guess is a good thing. Nobody likes a sloppy, drunk hamster staggering around in their habit trail. I know I don't. So once again, we are left with a puzzle as to how to apply a piece of scientific research. The only thing that comes to mind is, if you have a pet hamster, it would make a good drinking buddy. Yeah, I'll drink to that. Our favorite spunky nonagenarian, Betty White, missed celebrating her 100th birthday by a couple of weeks. And we will miss the bright-eyed, quirky character she played for seven decades on TV. This pod nugget is from the Associated Press for January 1st, 2022. Betty White had an incredible career on television, starting with Life with Elizabeth in the early 50s. In later decades, she was a regular on The Mary Tyler Moore Show, Golden Girls, and Mama's Family. She also guest-starred in many other shows ranging from Boston Legal to Saturday Night Live. Her lovable, loopy characters seemed to be everywhere. She claimed she kept up her frantic pace by only needing four hours of sleep a night. Oh, if (laughs) only. When she was asked how she managed to be universally loved during her career, she replied, I just make it my business to get along with people so I can have fun. It's that simple. She also offered some advice for staying interested in life as you age. Her formula? Don't try to be young. Just open your mind. Stay interested in stuff. There are so many things I won't live long enough to find out about, but I'm still curious about them. Here's to Betty White for howling at the moon all through her long life. Here is the answer for ads and fads. The company's advertising campaigns generally stressed the quality of the tobacco purchased at auction for use in making these cigarettes. To emphasize the quality, they adopted LSMFT as their slogan, Lucky Strike Means Fine Tobacco. And the main reason Lucky's tasted better is because they were toasted, of course. The old dogs agree. Everything does taste better if you are toasted. Yes, I'll drink to that. Last time, in episode 75, we began a special conversation on the topic of aging and how women are affected by it. We conclude that conversation in this episode once again moderated by our Chief Aging Officer, Kathleen O'Brien. Kathleen is the author of Reclaim Your Right to Grow Old and a frequent contributor to this podcast. Joining her are Suzanne Savoy. Suzanne is a busy New York actress and the coordinator of Lunchtime Story Readings for Adults. And Kathy Beale. Kathy is a lawyer, actress, astrologer, and author of a collection of essays called Eat, Drink, and Be Wary, Cautionary Tales. We started our conversation talking about how women feel invisible as they age. We decided this could be good or bad. The good part is that older women can fly under the radar when they want to. The bad part is that our invisibility can affect our doctors and even our medical care. Then we asked ourselves, why Gloria Steinem looks old, but Willie Nelson looks interesting? Is it as pigtails, or do men get a pass on aging? 
I just had the weirdest epiphany about this. I've never thought of it this way before. I wonder, since we have such a damaged relationship to the notion of mother in this culture, I wonder if there isn't something of the inherently uncomfortable reaction that we culturally have to women aging as, oh my God, mommy's dying. I mean, I wonder if there isn't some kind of subconscious, don't you dare get old because that means you're going to leave me. I've never had this thought before in my life, but there's an actual anger toward older women showing their age. Well, that's so interesting because I'm a great proponent of telling your age. In fact, I wrote a book called Reclaim Your Right to Grow Old, and it's all about aging naturally and understanding that the human life cycle includes youth, adolescence, middle age, older middle age, and old age, and that it is each element of the human life cycle has importance and has a role in the total uh, picture of what it means to be human. I always tell people my age, and I do it in part because I want people to know that it's okay to be 73. Also, this is what 73 looks like. I wonder if it isn't more a widespread in our culture, not wanting to face mortality, not just mommy's dying, but mortality, because there have historically been cultures that, so I've heard, honored older people as sources of wisdom and objects of respect. And uh, this could just be part of the disease of our psyche, that we don't want to own up to the fact that we're going to go. When I was researching aging, I uh, was reading, uh, among other folks, uh, some books by Ram Das, who Uh in one still here, he talks so much about aging. And he he tells this very interesting story. He had lived in India for a long time. And then he went back to the U.S. and spent about 20 or 30 years here. So he decided he wanted to go back to this little village in India where he had lived and had made friends. And he sees his friend from years ago in the crowd and his friend runs up to him and he says, oh, Ram Das, he says, you're old. And Ram Das, who had lived here for so many years, was taken aback and he thought, well, I thought I looked pretty good. I, And he said, no, no, Ram Das. No, you're old, so we will pay attention to you now. We will revere what you say. You're the person we're going to go to for advice. You're going to be honored in our community. And that is a difference between some of these ancient cultures that are also enduring cultures, Eastern, African, Native American, that we don't have here. And I feel like I'm on a mission to try to infuse more of this into our culture. But I have to say, it's really hard because we don't see the word old that way at all here. I have to disagree a little bit, a qualified disagreement here. Uh, I will say that when I walk into a room of people who I don't know, I don't get a lot of respect. But once they get to know a little bit about me and and we get into conversation, um, I do find that I am valued because I've been in the entertainment industry for a long time. Not to say I was always a good actor, but I've been there. And um, so I do get a lot of younger people calling me for advice. And so um, maybe it's more of an undercurrent here, but 
uh, yes, you're right. I don't think that automatically someone sees my gray hair and says, oh, she's wise. But um, once they get to know me and have a little faith in the fact that I have a track record, then um, I do feel valued. Going back to the concept of invisibility, I've had multiple career tracks and I have had the raw credentials for certain things to happen and they don't. And there's some things I've been doing for a couple of decades now. And I see people with humongous mailing lists, groups of followers. My numbers are fine, but they're fairly constant. And there are times I say, well, I'm one of the best kept secrets of the internet. And this has happened in all kinds of other arenas. And what I come back to is, so what? Everything really you have to come back to, are you happy with what you're doing with yourself? And stop looking for an external benchmark or an external measurement. If you're feeling like you're expressing yourself, if you're feeling satisfied on a daily basis, who cares if there's some other career goals that maybe you should have hit by somebody else's measurements. But honestly, if it doesn't have meaning to you, I think it's a waste of your life. What words to live by, and particularly as we age, just think about that more than achievement. It's, I was listening to a, uh, an interview last night on the radio with Bootsy Collins, and he was, he, he's a real character. The interviewer was asking him, how, you know, how is it that he continues to be relevant in the music industry at his age? I think he's 80-something. And he says, don't throw out the child. As long as I'm having fun, as long as I'm playing with my child, I guess other people will watch, other people will engage. And I think back to so many of the elders that I've known, uh, which is a term I know you like to use, Kathleen. You know, they, they were older. They looked older, but there was a spark of childlikeness and just enjoyment and wonder, constant wonder in what the world has to offer and what they have to offer uh, that, that they never lost. You talked about the fact that you had watched Kathy acting. And when you are on stage, you said, when you're having fun, people respond to that. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that's part of the message too about aging is, and I absolutely believe this. I don't think it's at this point in my life about accomplishment. It is in part about being who I really am mm-hmm. and enjoying every moment and just having fun. Yeah. Well, sometimes you can't have fun. I I just recently came through four months of really excruciating chemo and um, I wasn't having fun. And at at that point in my life, I had no other choice but to grit my teeth and get through it. There's There's a fluctuation even throughout your life where you look older and younger and more, more hale and hearty and less hale and more engaged, less engaged. There's a, it's a real, uh, I find for me, a cycle that goes on throughout my life, uh, sort of waves of ups and downs. And um, I have to just accept when I'm in one of those sort of downward waves that um, probably things will change. As an observer, even in the depths of your hell, you made a point to engage in an activity that you enjoyed was interesting how I was having trouble sleeping at night. And um, we discovered 
Kathy and my sister Alexis discovered that if I played Scrabble at night before I went to bed, it would um, tire my brain out and disconnect it from the little, the little rat cage where the little rats were going round and round at night. And I would go to sleep if I played Scrabble before I went to bed. So yeah, there's, um, there's all kinds of tactics. You just have to look for them. You have to think about what, what gives you joy. I hadn't jumped rope in two decades, I think. And I used to jump rope just to, to stay fit. Well, just the other day, about a week ago, I saw my jump ropes hanging by the back door. And I thought, well, I'm feeling pretty good. I quit my chemo about a month ago and my body feels good. Gee, I wonder what would happen if I tried jumping rope. And these days I have trouble getting both feet off the ground at the same time. I'm afraid I'm going to fall over or, or they're heavy. My legs are heavy. But I felt I was feeling good that day. And I thought, that used to really make me happy. And I thought, what if I just try to jump once? I'll just try one jump. Well, before I knew it, I had jumped 15 jumps. And then the next day I jumped 18 jumps and then 32 jumps. And now I'm up to 72 jumps a week later. I think this is part of the beauty of, of old age. And I hope it's something that we as older people can can pass on to younger folks who worry about everything, you know, oh, my job's not going the way it should. Oh, I can't find a, a mate. Oh, you know, um, I'm not where I should be in my career at this point. I didn't have a whole bunch of insecurities and stuff growing up, but I had unrealistic achievement expectations for myself and put on me. And uh, I've done a lot. I haven't done any of really, except I did get degrees of the big things that were expected of me. And um, one thing that's happened, I know this is rambling, but one thing that's happened just in the last year has been recognizing that I have let go attachment to any particular outcome. And that kind of, it's taken so much pressure off. And I swear my anxiety uh, and stress levels are down as a consequence. So how's that for a long rambling answer? You know, it's interesting. This reminds me of the term aging gracefully. It's a term I, I'm not fond of. And the reason I don't like it is because I think uh, in part it says, first of all, there's something wrong with aging because you have to do it gracefully. You don't tell a child, okay, little Johnny, go out and play gracefully. And I say fully, fully to that. I think we can do whatever we well, we darn want to do at this point in our lives. I kind of think that the term aging gracefully has changed in meaning. When I was younger, someone who was aging gracefully was comfortable with their age and was um, not trying so hard with makeup and young clothing and age just seemed to sit well on them. Whereas today, when people say aging gracefully, I think they mean oh, they're not letting a their age catch up with them. They're, they're getting work done. They're um, getting their hair dyed. They're uh, acting in a young way. Um, I, I may be wrong about that, but that's my perception. There seems to be a pejorative and judgmental undercurrent to that phrase, doesn't there? I think so. I don't believe anybody's external rules, except for maybe uh, the golden rule, really has any point in describing what you should do. If you had one piece of advice to give to younger women who are worried about growing older, who are afraid of becoming invisible, what would you tell them? Make yourself a friend with somebody who is old. There's a lot of empowerment and liberation that comes with being older 
Just look for it. Well, thanks to Suzanne Savoy and Kathy Beal and to me, Kathleen O'Brien. We we may want to do this again. So all I can say to to Jim and Paul is uh, I hope you were listening. Like what you've been hearing? How about sharing the joy with your friends? We can always use more listeners. There are more episodes on the way, so stay tuned and keep howling at the moon.